Welcome to Light Logic, the podcast that discusses everything you need to know about low voltage landscape lighting. Thanks for listening and sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Uh, this is the first podcast of 2021. Uh, we are excited. So, this one is a uh, I really had a good time talking with, with Brian Collins. This one's uh, re- talking about uh, photography in regards to your lighting projects. Uh, this is uh, a a lighter version of a, of a webinar that we uh, we refer to in the podcast that you can go to on our YouTube channel. But this one's this one is uh, really near and dear and, and a lot of fun to talk about. So uh, enjoy and uh, thank you very much. Okay, hey Brian, how are you today? What's up, Brian? So I, I kind of feel like we, uh, when we were talking about setting up this uh, podcast, we kind of already did the podcast, so we've already had our our rehearsals. So we'll we'll go ahead and, and uh, we'll jump right right into it. So uh, first, uh, before we get started, uh, why don't you introduce yourself uh, to to the listeners and and kind of just your your background, your experience, and and what you do at uh, Unique Lighting Systems. So I am the uh, Mid-Atlantic DSM District Sales Manager for Unique. So I cover uh, New Jersey, uh, Delaware, Maryland, Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia, and Eastern Pennsylvania. So uh, basically, I'm responsible for sales and training in that in that Mid-Atlantic area. Right? So I started in lighting in, uh, scary to say, 1987. Uh, so I've been, <laughs> I've been doing it for... <laughs> For, for a little bit now and in in a many different facets. So I've been in uh, uh, as a contractor for many years and then uh, distribution and then for the past uh, 11 years uh, now with uh, Unique. Well, yeah, that's uh, yeah. And I've known you for I've been with Unique 10 years, so I kind of consider you a friend and we've been through a lot of changes over the last 10 years and you know the big thing i think uh no one can argue is, is really been leds but uh, that's not what we're here to talk about today so uh before we really get into the full subject of, of what we're talking about today i kind of wanted to uh you know you've talked about this uh many times and this helps us segue into our, our conversation so talk about kind of the two big things two big ways uh for us to to sell lighting to our end users so as, as a contractor you know, as your experience as being a contractor and then as, as helping contractors in your field, what are the two kind of uh, tools that are out there for, for selling to the end user, to the homeowner? Oh, yeah, well, it's a good question. I, it's, if there's really a right way to sell it and, and sort of a wrong way to sell it. So the, the right way to sell it, it's a visual medium, right? So we're selling something visual. And so when you can show uh, a homeowner, the end user, what that uh, lighting system is going to look like, uh, that's that's the better way to sell it rather than you know taking out a fixture and showing a fixture that really doesn't mean much or showing somebody a catalog that doesn't mean much to that that homeowner. So there's two ways visually to show somebody what a system is going to look like, and so that's either through a lighting demonstration where you set up a temporary uh, lighting system at their home and um, and show them what their actual property is going to look like, and that's really the best way to do it. But short of that sort of time investment uh, photography uh, where you take pictures you can take pictures of your uh, lighting demos you can take pictures of your finished products so forth and so on and uh, and and that is the other visual way to show somebody what lighting looks like yeah and that's kind of you know i'll put myself i'll use myself as an example i'm, I'm a 
I'm a very visual person just by, by nature. And, and when I'm hiring someone, you know, I'm, I'm a homeowner. So when I'm hiring someone, I'm always asking, you know, are there examples or, or, you know, for instance, the thing that comes to mind is something that's super simple. But when we had our house re-roofed, uh, I asked the contractor, I needed some, ex- some pictures and I didn't want mm. to see just brochures out of a catalog. I wanted to see, Hey, have you installed, you know, I did asphalt shingle. Have you done this color roof? You know, where can I see it? And, you know, one of the guys that, that we ended up not going with, he didn't have anything. Uh, he just gave me addresses and, you know, I'm not going to get in the car and, and go drive four or five different houses just to go look at some stranger's house roof. So if he had mm. some examples, you know, of, of projects he's done, that would have would have made it a little bit easier to, to pick that person. So, um, yeah. you know, with that, that kind of that kind of segues into what we really wanted to talk about today is is photography and um you know i'm I'm really excited to to have you you know to talk to you about this because because of your background i mean i I don't know a lot of people uh, really understand or know that that photography is is your passion and and you know i'm not going to speak for you so uh tell me a little bit about um what got you into photography kind of where you're where you started and and where, where you're at today and then we'll, we'll move on from there and kind of how we can give some tips and tricks so like I say, take it away let me know your your background how you got into it so interestingly enough i got into photography right around the same time i started with unique uh so i i bought uh my first dslr uh not knowing anything about photography uh a few months uh into my my employment with uh, with unique knowing that I was going to have to take pictures or wanted to take pictures of uh, some landscape lighting projects that I would be involved with. And, and uh, just getting that DSLR developed a passion uh, for photography, but it forced me to, to learn the technical aspect of it because, uh, you know, back then you had to know what, a, uh, you had to learn a camera. You had to know what an aperture was. You had to know what ISO is. You had to know what shutter speed is. You had to set your camera on a tripod uh, in order to get good results, printable results, would I say. Um, well, and I would even say, too, probably one of, the hardest, yeah. one of the hardest things that I've ever seen is trying to take a picture at night. So learning mm. all those things to take a, a, an evening picture has got to be a big mountain to climb. Yeah, yeah. It, it, well, it was. Yeah, there's, there's no question about it. My first, uh, I mean, I learned by trial and error and going out there and trying to do it handheld first and i knew it wasn't going to work i i was told that it wasn't going to work but i had to see it for myself and you know but the first results uh going out with a dslr and an inexpensive dslr at that time um just uh it it was terrible so it forced me to learn you know the technical aspects of it which is uh, something that i enjoy doing i'm kind of a geek when it comes to technology so that part of it uh, I learned fairly quickly, uh, and then the, the you know the art part of it, or how to compose a photograph, that was that was developed uh, over years. That was certainly not something that came naturally to me, but uh, uh, I think was developed uh, over 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 the years. So you know, um, my equipment built up uh, over over eleven years to uh, to the point where you know I'm bringing out. E- easily, I've never actually uh, tallied it up, but easily, if you open up my bag and tallied up what was in there, it's easily 10 grand 
uh, worth of equipment in there um, in order to take uh, night photographs. And if you flash forward uh, into the past couple of years, smartphones have gotten so advanced that you can, uh, with a current crop of smartphones, um, you can get good printable results handheld uh, from this little device that's in your pocket. It's absolutely amazing. And that's really only in the past uh, two years, um, two or three years, that you've been able to handhold one of those little devices and get good results. So let's let's go back a little bit with that because that's one of the questions I, I had queued up before we were going to go into this and 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 you know i've like i said you and i've known known each other a long time i've, I've had you out uh, to several of my projects to come take pictures for me and, and in fact for, for everyone listening you know brian's downplaying a little bit his history i would say i don't know 80 90 percent of the pictures in, in our, our latest catalog were, were taken by brian collins he he went around the country for us and and took pictures and and that helped built up a big portion of it so we put a lot of stock in Brian Collins' talent, and, and uh, we like to, to showcase that. So that, that's why he's on the call. But, you know, when you came out, um, like you said, even a couple of years ago, I remember, I mean, it seems like you had more bags of camera equipment than you did what you were going to wear while you were here um, going through it. So, you know, with the evolution and everything, I mean, here's, here's my question to you, Brian. I mean, can I really take a good picture with a smartphone? Um, if I'm out there as a contractor, as a landscape architect, and, and you know, I, I set the shot up, but, you know, do I, is my, you know, I'll tell you right now, I have an iPhone 11. Can I really take a good picture with that? A absolutely. No, there's no, no question about it. As a matter of fact, there's at least two shots. I can't remember exactly. Ethan, Ethan might know. Um, that came, that's in our latest catalog that came off my iPhone 11. Um, so. Uh, yeah, and, and so when you say good, what does that really mean? So what I think of is it's got to be printable. So it's got to be have enough megapixels that you're able to print it um, with good clarity, good enough resolution. And more importantly than that, it's got to be a clean photograph. So usually, you know, the, the technological barrier before was noise uh in in low light that uh it would ramp up the sensitivity of the sensor so much so let me let me you, stop you real quick let me stop you real quick so for the for those like me i'm very new what, what do you mean by noise what is what is noise in a picture so noise is like grain i mean if you think about back in the back in the film days when you used a high iso film there'd be a lot of grain uh in there and it's similar to that it's different but it's a, a similar look and it's a lot of just noise there's little you know pixels that discolor uh purple a lot of magenta even white hot pixels that just doesn't look right stuff that's not supposed to be there um and so that was the difference and and so in order to solve that from a technological standpoint uh we would bring the iso down the iso bringing a low low iso cleans up the image but that forces you to have a long shutter time um, and so that means if you've got a long shutter time without getting too super technical, that forces you to put whatever camera you're using on a tripod because you can't handheld handhold something that long. So again, fast forwarding to, to nowadays, it's not that the sensor uh, or the cameras that are in these phones are so much better than what I had. They're not. Uh, but what they do have is computational photography where for example, if you take a, a picture with an, uh, an iPhone 11 or 12 that has night mode on it, 
what it's actually doing is it's when you press the shutter once it's taking maybe 30 pictures at one time and it, it'll click that shutter 30 times and then in the blink of an eye it's comparing all those and then computationally it's eliminating all the noise out of there so That's it's computational <laughs> it's computational amazing. photography it's not that the hardware uh, or the sensor or the lenses or any of that is any better. It's just the, the software, really, that's behind it. And there, it's absolutely amazing results. So do I need a tripod even with, with all that computational, or do you recommend one? or what? I mean, it used to be you had to have a tripod and a remote control to, so you wouldn't bang that camera. to, to Even, even uh, let's say, for the past five years, uh, uh, you know, your smartphones have been able to take uh, – Good pictures, good uh, usable pictures, printable pictures, uh, but you you would still have to stabilize it on a on a tripod. Uh, that's not the case anymore. You can take an iPhone, or certainly an iPhone 11 or 12, um, out into the field, hand hold it, and get really really good results. So the nice thing about that is, you know, I love thinking about technique, you know, how to overcome technical boundaries and all that. That's part, you know, part of uh, things that I love to do. But, you know, if you're trying to uh, go out there and get good results, that takes all of that, those questions out of your mind. And all you have to do as a photographer is go out there and think about composition. All I have to think about is how do I compose this shot uh, to, to get the best results that, that I can. You don't have to really worry about the technical aspects of it. it it's really a beautiful thing. So, um, okay, so then I, I've, I've got all that done. I've taken, I've taken some good good pictures and you know and I've, I've got them all on my phone right i'm guilty of this i've i've probably got a thousand photos on my phone what, what as a contractor as a landscape architect what, what's what's some good tips you have to to be able to show those to a prospective customer or a client or you I mean you know it's like obviously these ones say say a website but you know not everyone's gonna sit down and take time to build what, what else can uh, would you recommend kind of putting together to be able to showcase it so um, even even the results right out of the phone, which are again, if we backed up a second, we brought it back to the the old days, which are only two years ago. Um, everything <laughs> that came out of my my camera, I would have to post process and invest quite a bit of time in processing that photo in in software. And a lot of the results that are coming right out of my iPhone with no processing at all are printable. Um, there's always something that I want to tweak, though. So in, in terms of processing, I would always suggest that you just start to get familiar, even with just the native Apple app that's in there. Uh, when mm. you open it up for editing, uh, a couple of the sliders, you're just going to see a series of sliders up there. You're going to see exposure. Usually you won't have to play with that because the iPhone does a very good job with exposure. So that's a, you know how bright or dark the overall scene is. But a couple of the other sliders that you'll want to play with is highlights. So if you see a really, really bright spot, you can bring your highlights down to tone those just the really bright areas down. And then your shadow slider is another really important one where if you have some pretty deep shadows, uh, you can um, uncover or, um, uncover a lot of those shadows by using the shadow slider. So those are really kind of the two most important things. And then there's a, a clarity uh, slider which is kind of like uh, sharp, almost like sharpness. It's really contrast in, in your mid-tones. That's uh, kind of a magical slider, but it's easy for that to get away and, and make it look unrealistic. 
Uh, and I'm trying to think of some other ones off the off the top of my head. Sharpness is another one, uh, but don't don't get carried away with that. If you go with too much sharpness, you'll start to see uh, ghost images around a object which don't look natural. So, uh, but just play with it post processing. Sure. And then the other thing too, one thing that I, I did, and we'll we'll talk about this too, that we do have, you know, you have some more technical webinars, and a lot of this stuff is very visual, hard to do on a webinar. We can talk about that, but coming you know being part of one of your webinars one of the things that i really took away from that you know for me i i'm on a site and and i do it all the time oh this looks good i pull out my picture pull out my phone and i take a picture and then i get all the way home and realize oh, well there was a there was a work truck that's kind of ruining the the scene mm -hmm. parked in the background or someone left a garage door open or whatever what are what are things that that throughout your years that you could just say to look out for when you're setting up a shop so that's that's really uh, a good, really good question. Um, and it's one of the things that's easy to forget because, you know, you get out there and you're so excited that you can take a, uh, a good exposed picture, especially now that's so easy, you forget a lot of the little details that happen in a scene that are important. And, you know, a lot of the first things that I see are, you know, cars in the driveway, especially if they're banged up or something like that. But usually a car, you don't want a car in your scene because usually it's going to detract from it unless you're, you know, way far out and you're doing a really wide scene. It's really tells part of the story uh, of that, uh, of uh, the overall uh, composition. Uh, but usually that's not the case. So keep vehicles out. I usually like all the lights in the interior on and even the exterior, but you have to be uh, really careful about that, that if you have, uh, you know, sconces or things like that with exposed uh, lamps, clear lenses that can, uh, that can be distracting in terms of hotspots and things like that. Um, but all the lights on in the interior, give that house a, a lived-in look. And more of a live uh, appeal. Uh, well, I'll sense. tell you my favorite tip that you found out quite by accident. Uh, yeah. I want to tell the story behind is is uh, hosing down or wetting down the the hardscape. Yeah. So uh, yeah, early on, this is probably eight years ago. Um, I did a photo shoot with one of my contractors out on the Jersey Shore, and it just it, it was like on and off rain that night. But, and I didn't even think about it at the time until I started processing some of the photos, but the, the walkways and the driveways that were wet down as a result of that rain just was spectacular. And so a lot of times if I have the opportunity now, if I get a helper uh, to help me out with uh, uh, stuff, I'll have them hose the, hose the walkway down. And it's a big help. It just helps add a little sheen. It's another, another little dimension. Nice, yeah, nice I little trick. That's a nice touch. I really like it when I see it in the photos that when you get that opportunity. So it looks uh, yeah. looks really good. So um, really, I, I think the last thing that I have, you know, before we, we close here is kind of what's the what's the rules or, or well, let, are there rules? Let, 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 let me on composition. Let me back up yeah, on one, one more thing. One of the things that, that, uh, that drives me nuts, you, you, you're going to laugh when you hear this is converging vertical lines. <laughs> So, and that's, that's, a, that's a result of not having your camera level, right? So don't keep your camera level. When you try to tilt your camera up, whether it's a phone or a camera, uh, what's gonna happen is those vertical lines that are supposed to be straight in architecture start to converge like this, they start to go in. And uh, not 
I mean, some people notice it. I notice it right away. If I see a photograph and I see converging vertical lines, I, I know it right. It drives me bananas. Well, and you I would, know, uh, I, I joke with you, Brian. I never noticed it until you pointed it out to me, and now I can't yeah. not see it. It's And what he's getting at, folks, is is it's the um, kind of almost being parallel with, with, with the picture you're taking. So when we say level it, you know, not it's not left and right. It's really kind of up and down. So if, if you've got that camera or that phone oh, tilted, tilted even a little bit back, and, and we tend to do that, right? I mean, and, and I catch myself doing is where I'm, I'm standing in front of my house and I'm like, oop, I'm not, I'm not getting the peak of the house. And rather than taking two steps back, I'm tilting that camera to get the peak of the house. And what that does is it takes all your vertical lines and it points them in. And then it makes it just makes everything look elongated and, and, and funny. And and yeah, ever since Brian said I, I get so, so planted, Brian, when I'm taking a picture, I plant my feet in the ground for some reason. I don't want to move them. But yeah. ever since you, you told me, hey, you need Zoom to move your feet for two back. Yeah. Zoom with your feet. Yeah, zoom, so. zoom with your feet. Because you don't, that's a, one of the things with most phones anyway, you don't have the opportunity to have a zoom lens where you can make the adjustment in camera. So you got to, you got to back up. So, yeah. uh, but it, it, anyway, so I just wanted to add that little thing. Just so, yeah. So, really, in closing, um, I just wanted to ask you, you know, we're taking pictures of other people's houses. And if I'm putting this on my website or if I'm putting this in my uh, cattle, you know, in, in my own little brochures or what have you, I mean, are, are you, is there a rule or is it courtesy? Are you asking for permission from that homeowner that, hey, I'm going to use this as, as an yeah, advertisement? Two, two things, yeah. So you want to get a property release and uh, for sure, because if you're using that in, uh, in, in advertising, that's going to be important uh, to get that property lease that you have permission to use that for uh, marketing. And the other thing to be careful about is if you take uh, photographs of people in that shot, uh, if they're the homeowners, you separately, you will have to get a model release uh, from them if they're identifiable. So if, you, if you've got a clear shot of their face where they are identifiable uh, and you want to use that picture in marketing, you will have to get a, a model release for that. And I'm sure that stuff's easy to find online. Yeah. A, a boilerplate. Yep. Sure. Yep. And I have to say, Brian, you say that now, and I, I've lately been, been signing it just kind of uh blindly but you know my kid is in club sports and every club sports we put her on they make us sign that because they take pictures of the kids playing and put them on their website we've had to sign that release uh just kind of overarching so um but uh okay. really you know that uh that's that's all i had for today i mean I really this is great information i know we covered covered a lot so for those that are listening if, if you go to our youtube channel um there is a there is a webinar that that brian had had done a while ago that, that really shows a lot of the visuals of what we're talking about today and gets a little bit more into the, the technical side. So head over to our YouTube channel um, and then keep an eye out. We're, we're constantly doing more trainings uh, specifically on, on uh, photography. We've got this wonderful resource. So, so keep an eye out for that. So uh, in closing, uh, Brian, do you have anything uh, you want to say before we uh, wrap it up? I think that's it. I think we covered uh, a good amount. Yeah, just for more information, if you go to that that YouTube uh, channel, it's a good good resource. So okay, um, and I wanna I wanna thank everyone for listening, and uh, thank you, Brian, for your time and and information, Thanks, guys. and uh, we'll uh, we'll see everybody soon.
Well, hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening. Uh, I just want to wrap up and say that Unique Lighting is, is always looking for uh, good good pictures to use on our website and our catalog. We, we want to highlight uh, your, your project. We want to highlight everything that you guys are doing out there in the field. So if you have some pictures that you're proud of or something that you want to share, please send them to info at uniquelighting.com. Uh, we'll take a look. If we've got any questions, we'll reach back out to you. But again, send us uh, some install pictures. Send us a lot of the projects that you're, you're proud of, and we'd be happy to showcase them.